Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Rush Nation, before we get into today's show, let me tell you about expandtheboxscore.com, putting advanced statistics in your hands like never before. They've sifted through every game together and saw every statistic you could possibly want to make better informed breakdowns of players and teams, and they're doing it for a peasant's price. The NFL package is just $15, and Total Football, which is NFL and college, is just $25 for a year's subscription. If you're playing DFS in any leagues for money, this is, without a shadow of a doubt, the easiest investment you'll ever make. Head over to expandtheboxscore.com to start your subscription now. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? First show of the week. Apologies for it being so late in the week. I know you've missed me in your ear holes, but Murph and I have had some stuff on. Rich is suffering from what can only be described as extreme man flu, so couldn't get him on early in the week, but we do have a number, another member of Five Yard Rush staff. It's the latest, I guess latest, yeah, Ash. You are the latest staff writer for Five Yard Rush. This is your very, very first podcast. I imagine you're excited. Welcome to Five Yard Rush, bud. How are you doing? Yes, um, thank you for having me. I am very excited. I do believe I am the, the latest uh, member of the team. Very grateful for the opportunity and really enjoying it so far. So long may it continue. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, everything you've given us so far and put out has been well received and people have mentioned that they it, it enjoyed the article. So we thought it was only fair that we brought you on and provided your content out into the big wide world of the Twitterverse and, and yeah. over at fiveyardrush.co.uk. You know, you've got articles popping over there now. So yeah, it's, it's good to have you on board. Yeah, like I say, thank you. It's, um, I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. It's, it's all It's all quite new and it's all a, a, a big learning curve, but yeah, you guys have been like even before I joined you guys, you were super helpful. I think I, I reached out before I even decided I was going to start writing, um, just for some tips. And you and Murph were, were brilliant. So, well, you know, we 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 started somewhere, and people were generous in helping us with advice and stuff like that. So it's only fair that we provide the same sort of advice for everyone else because everybody starts somewhere, and and the fantasy football community as a whole is so friendly anyway i mean you'll find that with everybody you meet that yeah it, it what's the point in stopping somebody from progressing in something they enjoy doing there's there's nothing you know five percent of the community gets paid for what they do so we're all just friends writing really 
essentially. No, exactly. So. Yeah, and I think that's the, the other thing for me as well to, to start with was a bit like, oh, is, is anyone going to want to listen to someone or read what someone's writing from the UK? And then I just thought, if you've got a passion for it, it doesn't matter where you're from, you, you have a passion for it and you just want to get it out there. And that was the sort of driving factor. That's my phone, let me turn it on silent, sorry. That's all right, mate. Everybody's busy, I hear that, I hear it. So, <laughs> I guess, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about you to start with. When... Okay. When did you let okay, honest, let's let's get down to real talk, Ash. When did you first listen to the podcast? Can you remember when it was? Yeah. Um your podcast was probably it was this year, definitely. I'd say maybe four, five months ago. Okay. And it was just by chance. I was on I was on Facebook. I've I've been in fantasy leagues for a number of years and most of the community on Facebook in particular sort of integrate between leagues. And it was just by chance someone was talking about your podcast and sort of went and had a look. And I'm, I'm quite into listening to podcasts in, in general and gave it a listen and, and loved it. It's, it's brilliant hearing someone, so a group of people in the UK with as much passion talking about NFL and, and, and fantasy football and football in general. So that's sort of, stuck with me and I've listened to it ever since and yeah it's just gone, gone from there really are you going to listen to your own podcast <laughs> I definitely will yes because it will be weird trust me from it, somebody who yeah, I know. then I think everybody hates the sound of their own voice so whether you listen to something you put you make yourself or you're unlucky enough like me to have to edit listening to yourself it's really bizarre it is it's what? took me ages to get used to the sound of my own voice Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I I, I very have very rarely heard my own voice, so I think that will be the weirdest thing. But yeah. yeah, it's just it's just it's just exciting more than anything. There's going to be an hour of your own voice for you to listen to. Constantly, <laughs> so. People say I talk too much, so I'll be able to know what they mean now. Well, yeah, you've struggled <laughs> to keep up with me and Murph, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, don't want to say anything, but you know, I'll, I'll give it my best. Well, that's why people love us, because all we do is talk. So, exactly. Ash, today we're doing some news, and then we're going to hit some 2019 sleepers that you have an article out on the touchdown.co.uk, yes. and I've also put some players in that I think are sleepers at this time of year. It's, the trouble is, with the injuries and stuff from pre-season so far, and it's this term sleeper now it's not like the olden days where it, the internet was wasn't readily available so people had that people they could literally sleep on going into the season everybody talks mm. about everyone now so sleeper is almost an irrelevant term isn't it yeah and I, i've mentioned that right at the start of my article it is so difficult to find a genuine sleeper anymore it just isn't the with all of like we said the, to start all of the information just on twitter the other analysts and experts in the industry and just the the general news and everything that you see nowadays you you very rarely can get that player or or that group of players that people won't know about somebody will know something about someone is what i've found so far yeah i mean especially now everybody has beat writers at their practices yeah. and stuff like that they're tweeting out all the time so it only takes one person to flash a, a second string Saints offense practice and somebody's tweeted about it and then all of a sudden the world's talking about them. And <laughs> Everyone loses their mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And, it only, and it's such a snowball effect as well because it only takes one mm. of the big podcasts to, to hype up someone like uh, Bobby from the Fancy Pros. Is, it loves Jeff Swain. And now all of a sudden yes. one of the big tight ends the draft. And, you know, if one and of the ballers gets hold of a yeah. bit of information and mentions their name, then they automatically become draft darling. So uh, and I, Yeah, exactly. And I'm the first to admit, I, I have based a lot of my previous fantasy teams on so what people have said, uh, fantasy pros and, and the ballers in particular. And I think but, part of that is because actually ranking, projecting your own players, ranking your own players, putting them into tiers is really difficult. You know, when you think about it on the face of it, you think, oh, I can put these players into a list and, and they'll be fine. But then if you want to break that list down even for, yeah, fine, you can do the top 10, top 15 wide receivers. But when you start getting into the wide receiver twos, threes, flexes and stuff like that, it gets really difficult to put them in an order and tier them. And, and then yeah. when you talk about projections and stuff, I mean, my projections this year are awful, so bad. I, I, but, you know... <laughs> I've got a good idea next year of how to start projections. So I think 
going into next yeah. year, I'll be much better set than, than this year. I think projected, I haven't even dipped my toes into projections really yet in terms of actually putting numbers to papers for players. Um, I've done, done a few rankings earlier on in the off-season and uh, sort of tried, tried my hand at it, but it's, it's very much an individual perspective as well at the end of the day. Um, yep. You shouldn't, and a lot of podcasts and a lot of experts will say it as well, you shouldn't base everything on rankings, especially not someone else's rankings. By all means, be your own, but you can't, you can't commit to them and, and not differ because that's when, you can, that's when you'll stumble, especially in drafts. Exactly, exactly. And especially if you are drafting with people using the same rankings as yourself. I mean, I, went to, I went to a draft uh, last season and I think of the eight people in attendance, there were six people using the UDK cheat sheet, the same cheat sheet. <laughs> so you basically had to throw that information out the window because you knew the players that you wanted. Because with a cheat sheet, you just cross off who's gone and it tells you the next best available. But if everybody's doing that, you're basically yeah. picking off a list. It's like auto-drafting the whole thing. So I had to pivot real quick and actually made it to the final, but got annihilated by somebody who had Lev Bell, Gurley, and somebody else, so, and Hopkins. So was, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I got smashed. But, yeah, didn't, you know. didn't really stand a chance. No. So let's talk some news, Ash. We'll start we'll over in the Eagles with Deshaun Jackson. He's broken a finger, and there's contradicting rumours of how long he's going to be out. So he reckons he's out for a week. He'll... He should be back by the start of the season. But then there's other people saying he's out three to four weeks. I've heard he's seen a hand specialist, but nothing else on this yet. But that doesn't really help fantasy owners when you're going to want to play in week one because he was one of my, I'm higher on him this year than, than some people. And I think if he's not fully available week one, it's going to hurt you. Yeah, and he's that type of player as well because he's so boom or bust. It's, it's one of those things, especially in drafts, that you've got to consider, are they worth now picking up now? you take that risk that he could well be out for a month and you miss a quarter of the season with him for a player that you could have maybe one or two good weeks out of the four. Anyway, you've almost burned that spot. Yeah. It's a, it's a difficult decision. And I liked him as well. Um, and I still do like him. I think in that Eagles offense, we've went thrown to him and we, we've seen Wentz's arm. He could do very good things, but it's now, is he worth the risk? Yeah, I mean, there was some talk they were going to trade Alshon Jeffrey, but with that, yeah. with this injury now, I think that pretty much makes Alshon an eagle for the rest of the season. Yeah, that that must have put that to bed pretty sharpish, I can imagine. Even if it's just the week, I think as soon as as soon as the injury happens, they sort of sh- shut the door on that and went, no, we need him because let's be honest, as good as he looked and as good as he may look in camp. Um, our Sega White side, I think is how you say it, is, is still only a rookie. And we've seen some rookie wide receivers will not necessarily do what you need them to do first season. And can you really put that on his shoulders, getting rid of Jeffrey and Jackson being potentially out for a month? Yeah. It, I mean, if you did do don't. that, it, it makes Zach Ertz one hell of a target for the first few weeks, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, but that, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say even Dallas Goddard as well, because... If they're low yeah. on wide receivers, they're going to play two tight ends all the time. So, Well, that was what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, some people were a bit concerned about Ertz and I was I was included in that. I wasn't fading him completely, but the, the Goddard hype and second year and was it second or third year? Second. Second year, yeah. I mean, all of that, uh, some people were concerned about Ertz and th- this, this could work in his favour. Um, he's dealing with his own injury at the moment, but... With with Jackson potentially being out, you're right. They may they may well shift to a few more two two tight end sets, and that's um, got it. Sorry, he already had standalone value, and he may have a little bit more now, depending on his situation. Yeah, I mean, going back to Deshaun Jackson. Sorry, in uh, in half point, he's currently the going at the ten oh seven, so 119th off the board, right after Geronimo Allison, Larry Fitzgerald, and just before Cortland Sutton and Dante Moncrief. So you're definitely going to take Geronimo and Larry over him, even at current value, but knowing he might miss time, I think he slides a long way. Yeah, no, I agree. And he's also, one of our sleepers is just uh, around later than him, so we'll talk about him in a little bit. <laughs> so, Andrew Luck, I don't know how we didn't start with this. It's probably the largest news of the entire off-season. Andrew Luck, if you don't know by now, what have you been doing living under a rock? As retired from the NFL, shock statement Saturday night, during the, it got leaked by 
Oh, Adam God. Schefter, I think. That's the one. All I can yeah. think of was rap, but it wasn't. It was Schefter. It leaked during <laughs> it the game, and they he got booed off by his fans. I think I've got really conflict, no conflicting views. I stand on Andrew Luck. I mean, if you don't stand on Andrew Luck's side, there's something wrong with you here. But I can attest to what it's like to rehab for an injury and to do it for the last you know three, four years like he's been doing is he mentioned dark places and, and when I did my knee I you know I got down and depressed because you're stuck you can't move and there's stuff you want to be doing and for me to do it just for six months I can't imagine what it was like for him to do it for four years so he's yeah. made the decision to retire which is a big decision for him because he's only 29 30 something like that so I think 29 I believe he is yeah same age as Gronk so I mean Gronk was properly broken yeah i think the uh yeah the i've also had a knee injury from from playing american football over, over here and it's not a nice thing to have no. an injury that you're carrying and like you say what us being injured is one thing and rehabilitating but for for a professional athlete to have to not do what he wants and what he loves and have to go for that rigmarole and then i mean this one started out as a was it some someone said it was a calf, calf yeah, strain or something to calf begin with, didn't and it? And a small bone issue, but yeah, I don't think we'll ever really know what what the the issue was now. And I think they're sort of going to try and put it to bed as quickly as possible. And I wouldn't say they're not going to sort of shuffle him out the door and pretend he's not been there. But I think they're going to avoid as much as possible talking about it, barring what he accomplished there. Yeah, I mean, do you think do you think he comes back at all ever? I don't. I I honestly don't know. I think he's more likely not to than than say some other some other people that, that have retired were to come back. I think he seems the type of person when he's made a decision he'll stick to it, and he more so than anyone has had has had a, has had the injuries that have really set him back. I mean, he missed what basically was a whole year, wasn't it? And he's at that age now where he doesn't feel like he can commit and should commit, and really he can affect his long term health. So. I honestly don't know. It's very much up in the air. If I was going to put money on it, I'd probably say no. But you can you can never rule anything out, especially not in football. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. I just don't think he comes back. He, he, he gave up at the pinnacle of his career. So for him to come back, I feel like would be, I don't know, I just feel like he's sort of given up when he shouldn't have if he does come back. But yeah. when you hear him talking and stuff about the game, I think he's, he fell out of love with it because of the rehabbing. So... He's obviously got enough money now, and the Colts are going to not take the money back, which is a nice move on their part. But mm. I think to walk away from something you love because of injury, and if, if your heart's not in it and you know it's not in it, it's the right thing for you, but it's also the right thing for the team. Yeah, definitely. And I think I, I fully suspect that this has probably been an internal conversation between between the management and the, the head coach and, and Andrew Luck, and probably some other of the the coaching staff for for a few weeks at least. I don't think he's dropped it on him as, as he has to the world, how there's been no sort of rumours about it because we know what the industry's like nowadays. Even with an internal conversation, it can somehow get out. I think it's, it's, quite, it's, quite, it's probably a good thing for them, but not so much for everyone else. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think this has been a snap decision. I have a feeling from this latest injury when they fully realised what the issues were that he was seriously contemplating it for a for a few weeks at least, maybe maybe longer. Yeah. So moving on to another injury, Lamar Miller, torn ACL, out for the season. Houston recently signed Duke Johnson from the Browns, traded for him, I should say. They've already said that they're going to try and bring in somebody else. And although Duke Johnson had a heavy workload in college, he's sort of had niggling injuries, injuries throughout his NFL career. And I don't think he's got the build for a full workload season Interesting news coming out of Miami as well with the Jadavian Clowney sort of. He's met with the Dolphins. There's been some trade speculation about possibly trading Drake and Stills for Clowney. I think Stills fits the role. You know, Ash and I, you were talking about this yesterday. Stills fits the role yeah. that they signed Demarius Thomas, Demarius Thomas for last year. And then they do need another running back. And I think Kenyon Drake in that offense would be absolute gold. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, it would be an interesting one if it was Drake because I, I say Drake has the better. I can't think of the word now. 
he's got a better makeup to be that every down back or or majority of the downs. But he is very, in some ways, similar to Johnson. So it's I would say it's it's a bit more of a la- lateral move from my part. But if Drake were to come in, I would say he'd probably take over the majority of it just on his on his talent really. Yeah. Not saying Drake. Not saying Johnson's not talented at all. He's a he's a good footballer and he's shown it in the in the opportunities out at Cleveland, but. We've seen from what he's done at Cleveland that he's unlikely to be able to 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 get that full workload. Yeah, I I think I think it, Drake. I think he'd be a really good fantasy option over there as well. I think yeah, their offensive line's not great, but he's shown flashes that he can he can get through lines and and holes when they aren't completely there. A bit like Lev Bell, he's not as patient as Lev Bell, but I think and he's not as good as Lev Bell. Let's don't <laughs> think I'm saying that for one moment, but I think they're going to be up in games and having a back like Drake who could run the clock for them a little bit more than say Duke Johnson or even Lamar Miller because Lamar Miller wasn't that efficient. I think it'd be a great move. And I think if you can pick up Drake uh, sort of later than he's in his current ADP as a speculative ad, hoping that he gets traded, then that, that would be nice. I think, I don't know. Do you think, do you think something gets worked out with them or do you think Clowney who's also visited the, where's he been? He's been at the Jets, the Tech, the Seahawks, Eagles, Redskins. Yeah. He's been everywhere. Um, yeah, he's, he's not shy, is he? Yeah. Where do you think he ends up if he gets traded at all? Personally, I imagine it will probably be the Seahawks and Eagles. I mean, they they've got a, a fair amount of capital and they've got the um, the side to challenge. Whether Clowney is interested in that or he's interested in it's horrible to say, but more interested in the money. Who knows? I mean. We'll, we'll, we'll never know that unless he comes direct out and say it. But Seahawks and Eagles would be a good fit for him. Um, Seahawks lost a few members on their defence um, on the line and also linebacker. Obviously, we know he can he can do both. It would be a good fit. It's whether that they they'd be willing to shell out what the Texans are looking for. And I can't imagine they're going to be looking for something cheap, even though he's on a franchise tag, because he is a game changer when he wants to be. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't have a visit the Ravens as well. I mean, that could happen uh, today as we're talking tomorrow, but they've lost a lot of pieces as well. And I think he'd be a good fit up there. He's big and fast, like the guys they let go. Yeah, I, w- I don't. W- I wouldn't want him to go to the Ravens personally, but that's a that's my that's a fan talking more than a a Steelers fan. I should say more than a than a, a fantasy uh, or a, a football yeah. analyst, should we call it? I think fantasy-wise, I've got the Ravens all over the show, so I really, really want to. <laughs> yeah, no, I've. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it would be a good fit. You are right, though. They lost. Uh, they lost a, a, more than a few key key members of that of that defense all in all in one off season. So. Yeah, but I think with the Ravens, they've always been sneaky good on defense. Anyway, with who they've got yeah. coaching and personnel-wise, I don't. They've lost big names, but they've got probably the best cornerback safety group in the NFL. And Definitely. naming them, I couldn't tell you who they are. I just know that PFF and people like that rate them as the best. So I think they'll be all right this season. Yeah, them. they've always, they've always, well, they've had turnover before, and like like you say, they've always been up there with, as the top defenses for at least the last what five, six, possibly more. Actually, yeah. you go all the way back to Ray Lewis. It was everyone remembers Ray Lewis's name, but can you name? themselves obviously but can you name anyone else really without no. looking or, or trying really hard nope not off the top of my head exactly but they've always had that sort of it's like, you, like you say it's the coaching and there's there's other teams out there as well that have high turnover on both sides of the ball and still get it done year in year out for sure so talking turnover Gronk said he could return to football but not in the foreseeable future he is missing the week in week out sort of rigmarole of football but I just don't see him coming back. Same as Andrew Luck, I think. Do you know, Gronk could come back if the if the Patriots need him week fourteen, something like that. He could sneak back in for the playoffs, but I, I can't see it. No. Staying no, with the Patriots. Staying with the Patriots. Sorry, Ash. Uh, that they their centre, David Andrews, he could miss the whole season due to blood clots in his lungs. The Patriots have traded for Jermaine Elamueno, backup offensive lineman from the Ravens, and Corey Cunningham from the Cardinals. My dad had blood cuts on the lung and it sort of battered him for two years. It was yeah, He got it on a plane and had to be taken off the plane by medical staff on a stretcher and it was really bad. So I, I can see him missing the whole season. No 16 weeks is nothing 
compared to what my dad went through. So we wish him all the best. I think he is out of hospital now, which is good news. Yeah, I've seen he, he he was admitted into hospital, but he has he has come out now. But it's not the it's not the sort of injury that you can sometimes even rehabilitate. Obviously, they've they've got stuff that can that can take care of it, but you can't you can't really play through that, can you? No. It's a, it's and a he, big stretch. Yeah, he was a big part of the Patriots' offensive line last year as well. So massive, that, yeah, and he has been for the last couple of years on their on on their various Super Bowl runs. He's he's an integral part. Yeah, and that might hurt their you know that might hurt Brady's chances of staying upright because if he falls over he might shatter and then also Sony Michelle and Damien Harris and people like that might get affected slightly but we're waiting to see what happens to that now this next one Ash uh, Dare Ogunbowale Ogunbowale I, yeah, I think you, you got it there yeah it's yeah. not the easiest name to pronounce <laughs> no so fire the cannons Murph this one's for you mate he's expected to be the Buccaneers third down back starter obviously Peyton Barber and uh, Rojo are going to split the early down work but Ogunbowale is expected to take third down and passing roles. Uh, I know that Murph picked him up in pretty much every single league that we share in. So shout out to you, big man. Well played. He's, yeah, uh, he got he got me on a few of them as well, which was annoying. But I thought he would last a bit longer. No, Murph is. Uh, if something happens in the NFL, his finger is straight on the pulse. I mean, his finger's on the pulse. So if something happens, his other hand is typing as he feels what's going on with his finger on the pulse. So he's. If you're going to beat Murph to it, you've done pretty well. Pretty well. Moving on, Antonio Brown is back in training. He's running routes. Good news for the NFL. Good news for the Steelers. Good news for other news because Antonio Brown won't be in it. Yeah, For the Steelers? He said the Steelers. Well, it is good news for the Steelers because they don't have to talk about it anymore, but it's even better news for the Raiders. Apologies, Raider Nation. Don't come at me for that one. It was a slip (laughs) of the tongue. Thanks for picking me up on it, Ash. Appreciate it, mate. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Here to help. So former Bronco Brock Osweiler has visited the Colts for a backup role to compete with Chad Kelly and Philip Walker. Obviously, Jacoby resets the start over there for this season. Ugh, Brock Osweiler, you don't really want him as your backup, do you? Let's be honest. You never, you never really want to see his name come up. No. I don't. I, you know, I think Jacoby plays all sixteen, and I think they'll be sneaky good. Had a conversation with uh, Stuart Love the other day about it, and I said eight and eight. Murph said nine and seven. So, if things fall their way and their defense, which is improved on last year, can keep them in games, I, their offensive line is so much better now. I think Brissett can do pretty well over there. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, he 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 joined late when he was traded um, in 2017, and had, I, I believe it was 2017 where he had to take on the mantle of, of starting QB. And like you say, the the offense is is much better than it was previously and I think the the defense is, is is sneaky good real sneaky good they are they are I think people are going to underestimate them they've, they've got some good rookies in they've got some good second year players in who who performed last year in their rookie year and yeah I, I, I would say they they finish positive um, people are forgetting that they've now got Justin Houston as well I mean that guy is an absolute animal <laughs> He's an animal, yeah, he just doesn't seem to be going away. So. No, I mean, you pair him with Darius Leonard and their linebacking crew is frightening. Mm. No, exactly. I think people are trying, people may, may be writing them off a bit too early, but we'll, we will soon see. But I do think Brissett is, what, third year in that offence now and he's been sat behind luck and he's, yeah, I think he's going to do, do good, do enough as well. Yeah, and it's also a completely different coaching setup as well. So Frank Reich, he's definitely got an offensive mind and he can get stuff working. You saw how good the Colts were last year. And I'm not saying Brissett's as good as luck, but the Patriots drafted him. So they obviously thought we had something. No, definitely. I think the the coaching staff is, is a big improvement than, than the last time he led an offense. So. Right. Jarek McKinnon, I think, I think he's done. I think he gets dropped, cut. And then I don't think anyone picks him up because he's unfortunately made a biscuit. So... <laughs> I mean, it's just sad for the guy. He got paid big money by the 49ers to come in and be the man last year, tore his ACL in, in preseason, and he's just, it's not worked out for him. But Matt Breda looked unreal in week three. That guy, I think he becomes the lead back over there in Tevin Coleman. I wrote about it, uh, an article. I just said that is going to be the man and Coleman will be the Coleman he was over in Atlanta behind Freeman. And if week three is anything to go on I might just have been right and if you haven't read my article head over to fiveyardrush.co.uk and check it out because it was a good one 
Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think we, we've seen Coleman try and lead a, a backfield last year, and let's be honest, he wasn't anything to shout about. No. He seems like the type of player that is more suited to that third down pass and down roll and uh, to cover the the main guy. Um, I'm not saying that Breeder will be the main guy. I think they're going to complement each other very well. But Breeder showed last year, even with the various amount of injuries that he had, that he can he can get the job done, and I, I like him. He's he's a he's a good deep player to try and target because he's still being ignored for some reason. Yeah, it's weird, very weird. And then final one, I quite like this news. It's um, keeping the NFL diverse. Uh, USA football star Carly Lloyd has seriously considered offers from the NFL teams to try out as a kicker. It's not going to be until 2020. I heard rumours that it might be in week four preseason. Ash. Yeah, yeah, I I saw that as well. I think it I think it first came out yesterday. Um, she went to I want to say Ravens and can't think of the other team. She went to joint practice and Ravens gave her an opportunity to kick, and she looked looked good. I mean, she did take five steps, but she she's a footballer. You, you'd hope she can kick the ball. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and off the back of that, yeah, I mean, they are lots. Clubs have reached out and teams have reached out to her to see if she's interested. And she's even gone on, I can't remember who it was, unfortunately, but last night she she went on to a, a show and, and spoke about it. So it's not just rumours coming out from, from people. She's, she said herself she is seriously considering it, but obviously she's committed to the 2020 World Cup to start. And then, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it'd be good... It'd... It's going to happen eventually, isn't it? There will be a lady playing in some position in the NFL. It's just... Yeah. I mean, I think it is this year. Um, a woman in has been given a scholarship for college and she's a defensive back. So, and there's a few kickers already in various stages in college and, and high school that are, that are female. So, it's coming. And we don't know when, we don't know who. But, yeah, I, I agree. I wouldn't... I, I don't see it be much longer until we do see females in the in the game. I mean, there's already a female coach on, forgive me, I can't remember the team, but she, she came in last year on, in some capacity. So yeah, she's the Bills. Good. That's it, yeah. yeah. British girl plays for the British football team as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's good. It's what you want to see. Right then, bud. Let's talk some 2019 sleepers. You've got a list. I've got a list. And as you are new to the podcast, you can go first. <laughs> Ash, where are we starting, mate? We will start with who was my favourite in my article, David Moore, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I say was. I do still like him for this year, fingers crossed, but he is currently dealing with an injury and he's unsure how long he'll be out for. But I think I put I put my article, the reason I like him is, is purely down one to what he showed last year in a, in a small sample size, but, but also... What has he got around him, really? I mean, Tyler Lockett, can we really see him being a wide receiver one on, on an offence? He he didn't get a mat. He he made the most of his opportunities last year, no doubt. But he Made the most. The most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then yeah. some will say. I mean, yeah, I, that, that efficiency was, I don't have it off the top of my head, but the, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous efficient. So. Well, it was you perfect know. passer rating when he was targeted, wasn't it? So yeah, I that's mean, about yeah. as efficient as you could possibly get. And BK Metcalf, he is a very, I mean, people are very divided on him. I myself watched him through college briefly last year and he does seem very one-dimensional. Um, and I think people have already said that from from his from his pro day and his, his combine and his tape. But, you know, he's, that, that picture did it all for the community, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean... It- it's like you said in your article, it's just pure opportunity. The fact mm. that Metcalf's currently dealing with an, an injury, or obviously David Moore is as well, but if he's back for week one, Lockett, if he's definitely going to be the one in Seattle. That's And that could be purely based on, on experience alone. I mean, they've they've got nobody else. I mean, they're, they're one of the teams that have been mentioned about trading for a wide receiver. So yeah. you never know what's going to happen that way. But DK Metcalf, might not play week one. I mean, I don't know if he's, that's been, has that been confirmed yet? No, not I've sure. not seen, to be fair, I haven't seen much more news on his injury since, uh, it's probably a week or two, I'd say now, but 
I'm not I'm not sure what his status is for the for the opening week. Yeah, they got Jerome Brown who's well, he's Jerron Brown. He's only had 100 receptions <laughs> over six years. And then three rookies in Gary Jennings, Jazz Ferguson and John Ursa. Gary Jennings is one of our real late picks in quite a few of the leagues Murph and I have done this year. And we, we quite like him. But then as well, Seattle don't throw the ball, do they? I mean, you're only talking seven, uh, Russell Wilson's average 465 passing attempts. It's only 300 receptions, really, for the, for the whole catching crew. Running backs get about 60 to 70. So it's 200 split between the lot. You take tight ends. Zach Ertz last year had 116 targets himself. No, exactly. Yeah, it's... uh, Slim pickings. It is slim pickings, yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's all... It it will be very much down to to Wilson and and what the the offence do. I believe they've got a new coordinator this year. Am I I correct in saying that? Yeah, no, they do. Off the mark, yeah. They do. So, I mean, we don't know what really to expect from him. He's... uh, It's an open... It's an open... Field, as we'll say, there, and as long as as long as he can recuperate from the injury and shown what he did in spurts last year, I like him, and he's very. You can get him so late. I mean, not necessarily the last the last round, but he's wide receiver ninety eight in in PPR, and that was before the injury. So, he, I assume he'll be buried even further now. <laughs> yeah, I, he's got to be free, hasn't he? I mean, I, I'd assume so. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing a draft at the minute, and the. Uh, and he's yeah he's still on the board and we're nearing the end of it so well there you are that's anything else is live draft action from Ash and he's still there so <laughs> exactly I'm I'm holding off I will I will probably take him with my last round but I I don't see anyone picking him up so you can probably pick him up on the waivers and you can wait to see if he's he's fit week one but I generally think with with the opportunity there and the the, the cast around him and Let's come on. Let's be let's be real. Russell Wilson isn't the best in the league, but he is a good quarterback, um, and he's not. He's getting not getting any younger, and he's unlikely to use his feet as much. So he's going to have to start passing more, really. Exactly. No, that's completely true. I think he doesn't really use his feet anymore. And if they run the ball as much as they want to run it, with Pete Carroll just churning the ball down your face, I think. Yeah. I don't know. If if someone's going to break out, David Moore's not a bad shout. No, I mean, if they are going to commit to the run as much as they are, teams are going to compensate for that. And that's when you get the type of player that Moore is, the deep ball player, where he's going to get those, he's going to get those chances where he's left. So, well, we'll, we'll, we'll soon see. Yep. So, I have a confession, Ash. My, my first one is a wide receiver that I slated on the ADP Dislikes show a little while ago with Rich I and it's Andy Isabella I went in on him because I just didn't think there was enough to go around in in Arizona and I think his draft cap, his draft cost sorry was was too rich but that then came the news that Hakeem Butler's on the IR for the whole season out with a hand injury all of a sudden Andy Isabella becomes a viable option I think the trouble is the public tend to they draft rookie wide receivers too early because of the hype. I mean, especially if you go into a draft just after the actual NFL draft, the hype around these players coming into the league is so high that they get drafted too early anyway. And then people see them in preseason and think, oh my God, this guy's incredible and, and, and draft them earlier. But I think now, especially the way Cliff Kingsbury is going to run this offense, I think Andy Isabella... He could be the three over there. I mean, they're going to obviously use Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald as the one and two. But let, for instance, let's take Texas Tech's offense under Kingsbury. They had seven receivers. Uh, this is uh, his last time, last year he was there. Seven receivers had over 20 catches over the season. And only one receiver went over 70 receptions. So if you think that that's going to be Christian Kirk, I mean obviously college rosters don't have, there's no limit on college rosters, is there? Whereas the NFL have a 53-man. So that stat is slightly skewed. But when you consider they spray the ball around so much, and Hakeem Butler, yes, they. I think they just signed Michael Crabtree. I bet then yes. that might, he might just, he might get cut. It might be a camp piece for now. And even if it isn't, they spray the ball around so much that if Andy Isabella can get, you know, if he's a big play guy and you're in a deep league and you're playing him in your flex, 
and he takes the top off a defense for an 80-yard touchdown, that's flexworthy all day long. Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree. And I think Kingsbury is such a wild card this year. No one really knows if his offense will work. But if it does, those wide receivers are going to feast. Obviously, a lot relies on on the rookie quarterback as well, um, but Kyler Murray. But it, yeah, it's a complete wild card. And I think as well with with where he's going now. Now the market is settled on the rookies. Like you say, when you do it after the draft, it's it's madness the how high some of them can go. But now now this close to the season, he he has dropped massively again. Right, rightly so, I'd say in one sense. Um, but well, well worth a pick up with the with the speed he has and the what he's shown in college. He's a good, he is a good route route runner. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got a ridiculous, ridiculous ceiling. Yeah, I think, and he's currently the wide receiver eighty three, so he's going ahead. Well, he's probably he's definitely going ahead of David Moore <laughs> now, but hundred percent. Yeah, I think most <laughs> most wide receivers are now. <laughs> yeah, just the amount of plays they're going to run over in Arizona. I think he, if you're picking him up. And, uh, you know, just because he's wide receiver 83 doesn't necessarily mean he's going to go at that point in your draft. That's just, there'll be there'll be your average draft, your home league draft, where he won't even get drafted because people who don't listen in the off-season or pay attention to the draft have any idea who he is. So he might be there in the last round of your home draft and uh, you can snaffle him up and thank me later. <laughs> Definitely. Ash, who's your next man? Next one up is another wide receiver, uh, and that one is Michael Gallup of the Dallas Cowboys. I love this. Yeah, this this was while I was writing it. I I, I sort of like started liking him even more. Um, but again, this one not so much as more. But he has a ridiculous opportunity there. I mean, the even before I wrote this, as the Cooper Cup news started coming out about his injury. That's died down a little bit now. Um, I, I'm not going to try and pronounce what it was they thought he had because I will butcher it. But um, he, I think he will break out this year in his in his sophomore year. Um, his rookie year wasn't spectacular, as I'm sure most people are aware. Um, 68 targets, 507 yards, two touchdowns. His catch rate was only 48.5%. But what I will say on the on the catch rate is. He a lot of the targets from Prescott were were off target. Uh, roughly thirty two percent of them, to be precise, were were off target. So he he has the he has the opportunity. Um, he showed in spurts last year that that he could he could get it done. Now it didn't help in fantasy, but in the playoffs against the Rams, he had six receptions for one hundred and nineteen yards, and then he also got a reception in the wildcard game against Seattle. So he's shown he can do it. He actually improved when Cooper came into town, which most people were surprised about. Um, so when when Cooper came in, his targets nearly doubled to, from for the last the last nine games. Um, and another another bonus for me, and I've written about him in, a, in another article for for Five Yard. Is I, very, I really like Dark Prescott. He is, in my opinion, a top twelve quarterback in terms of fantasy mainly for his feet, but he's shown that he can he can use his arm as well. Yeah. So Cooper is currently dealing with... Uh, Plantar fasciitis. That's exactly right. I baited you into saying it. And you got <laughs> you it right. did. I, as soon as you sort of started, I was like, I'm, I'm going to have to say it now. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a ligament issue in the heel area of the foot. Head coach Jason Garrett is the... Uh, has basically come out and said he's on track for week one, but then Jason Garrett is probably one of the biggest liars in the NFL. So who knows how that's going to go. And and I think Gallup, like you say, showed well after Cooper came into town last year and had the talent coming out of college to be a good NFL receiver. So I think, I think with the way the team is set up now, especially if Zeke doesn't show up, they're going to have to throw the ball more, even with the Tony Pollard hype. I, I just don't see. Yeah, he's been given the whole ball in the preseason, but he's he isn't Zeke. Let's be honest. Right. I think Zeke is as good as Saquon Barkley talent wise, and it doesn't matter whether you give me twenty touches or Tony Pollard twenty touches. You know, I'm I'm not as good as Tony Pollard, but we're not going to be Zeke Elliott. Is my point? So 
they're going to have to throw the ball more if Cooper isn't 100% fit. And let's be honest, if this injury goes into the season, if he's back for week one, week two, and then it flares up again and he misses a week here and there, Michael Gallup, he's going to be worth keeping on your bench rather than throwing him back to the waivers because he's going to have weeks where he'll be relevant. Yeah, and they've got their, their line. The majority of their line is back. We People forget last year that they lost... Frank Francis, uh, I think is it Francis, the centre for yep. for the whole season, and they they were they were decimated on a on a what was a top five line previously, and what should be a top five line again, which will keep Prescott a bit more in the pocket. We know he likes to to get out of it, but if he if he's got that protection around him, he's going to have more chances to throw the ball. And that can only be good for the wide receiving core. So my next one. This one is going to please you, sir. Let me tell you, it's James Washington, Pittsburgh Steelers, second-year wide receiver. Yes, I like this one. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned him in your Dynasty Deep Stash article. Uh, No, you didn't, but you mentioned that the Steelers have a knack of finding receiving talent in the draft. Here's a list of receivers that you might just recognize that the Steelers have drafted. So in 2009, they drafted Mike Wallace. In 2010, they drafted... um, Emmanuel Sanders and then a guy called Antonio Brown in 2014 Martavius Bryant 2017 Juju 2018 James Washington and then this year Deontay Johnson obviously we have no idea what Deontay Johnson's like because he's not taken to the NFL field in a regular game and wide receivers tend to take a year or two to break out unless your name's Juju or OBJ <laughs> and then you're there straight away yeah and Steelers Steelers let them for the most most of the time they they do let their their rookie wide receivers sit as well I mean Juju is another beast and we all know Antonio Brown, but they give them that opportunity to to flourish in the in the back before releasing them. So Exactly. I mean he only he he didn't have a great lead last year after being draft he was pretty hyped up last year for fantasy drafts, but I think like you say, they let them sit for a while and he got he's got second round pedigree in the draft. So they obviously like him enough to take him in the second round, which you know, Antonio Brown was a sixth-round receiver, I think. Sixth round, he was indeed, yes. Yeah, but this preseason's been completely different for Washington. He's shown up in a big way. He's had two touchdowns. He's averaged 67 yards per game. He scored in the Week 3 matchup, in which most people see as a dry run for the starters heading into the season. And I think Washington, they did sign uh, Dante Moncrief, but yeah, I think that was in case Washington didn't show up. And I think Washington actually turns into the, the wide receiver two in Pittsburgh and his preseason he's tied first for receiving touchdowns second overall for total yards amongst all receivers in the preseason so it's a clear indication to me that they want to use him this year and I think so far he's shown he's got good hands yeah and he, he's well he's shown it in college I think it was his his last year before coming into the draft he was the number one rated um, wide receiver um for for some for some people, so uh, I, I I like him a lot more um, than I like Moncrief. Um, I think Moncrief has shown spurts in the past, but it's also telling that he's now on his third third different team in three years. Yep, and it's a two year contract, and I believe it's offset for the first year as well. So if Washington Show if Washington improves and shows that he can be the number two, and Johnson takes a step forward that I think he can and hope he can. I, I see Moncrief being not only wide receiver three this year, but probably out the door next year. Yeah, I mean that's. I imagine if they all show out to be how good they are, that's a pretty decent mm. receiving core for the Steelers going forward. Brown who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, Juju's stats so far throughout the beginning of his career are frightening. I, he's. Just, I think you know. If he continues to work out at the rate he is, he he could be as good as Antonio Brown. Yeah, I I yeah I agree. I I think he's he's an exceptional talent, and he and he's shown that. And there is a bit of uh, skepticism behind it now that Brown's gone. He he'll face top coverage, but he faced top coverage when Brown was out injured, and and he still performed. He performed better above. when Brown exactly. he when Brown was out, didn't he? I mean, he had better games yeah. fantasy wise when he was the alpha dog and and not sitting behind Brown. So, you know, Big Ben isn't he, he, Big Ben. He's not going to throw as much this year as he did last year. But 
he's still going to be up there amongst the league leaders in pass attempts because he always is. So yeah, he always yeah the Steelers in general always will. That's the way that Tomlin wants to play, and it's worked for him up until this point. And yes, Big Ben is not the player he used to be, but he's not a he's not a slouch by any means. No, I mean James Washington's current ADP is going as the tenth pick of the ninth round, forty fifth receiver off the board. You know, if you've picked two wide receivers early on that you know are going to be consistent, let's say you're picking seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere around the end of the draft on the turn, and you can grab yourself. I mean, Nuke's probably a stretch, but if you can manage to grab Nuke and then let's say a Michael Thomas or a Devontae Adams coming back, I mean that, that that's just let's just say you get. Devonte Adams, and then coming back, you get Julio. They're locked in, apart from injury. You're looking at those two and thinking, "Yep, they are completely and utterly." I mean, Devonte Adams last year, I don't think he had a game under 15 fantasy points, so that's as reliable as you can get. If you're then staring down Andy Isabella and James Washington later on in the draft and thinking these two are upside plays for my flex, I'm all about that. Yeah, and it's the same with the same with Moore and Gallup. They are the upside players that can give you that weak defining performance and when yeah. you've got when you get those obviously no one no one really knows in the season of injury but let's be honest like you say Adams and, and Julio you've got you've got those you want that third that flex that third wide receiver depending on what format and uh, what roster makeup you play to potentially give you that that edge yeah and I mean at the end of the draft you, you you're trying to take people with upside there's no safe plays at the end of the draft because they're at the end of the draft for a reason. So taking someone with huge upside, I think James Washington, if he's anywhere near what Juju was in his second year, even if, even if he's half what Juju was, that's an absolute steal at his ADP. Yeah, I agree. He's still, well, people are taking the Moncrief 2, Washington 3 and used quite seriously and he, he dropped pretty far in, in the uh, ADP after that and he doesn't seem to have recovered which is a good thing for those that that want to target him yeah Ash I know you wanted to talk about Mark Andrews but why don't we make it a full set of wide receivers and you talk about your boy Anthony Miller uh, yes I appreciate that you you said that and again it's another it's another wide receiver that I've I've, uh, I've written about in the past and the articles on the website that is dealing with an injury um, but uh Miller is my favourite sleeper, shall we call him, this year um, in the the Chicago Bears. I just like everything about him. Um, look what he did last year. In a year that he dislocated his shoulder five times, I want to say. Yep. Um, and he, he still managed to score seven touchdowns off 33 receptions. I mean, that is a phenomenal figure on a... It, it's a it's, ridiculously efficient don't get me wrong but to do that with one shoulder is <laughs> uh, is madness <laughs> let me, um, I don't um, think sorry oh. yes, let, let me put you at ease a little bit so on Monday's practice Anthony Miller was stated as saying he didn't feel any pain during the entirety of Monday's practice excellent that is what we want to hear no and I think it's it's not just on last season as well it's also on on what he did in college. Um, he had double-digit touchdowns in two out of the three years he was in college. He's shown that he has a nose for the end zone in both college and NFL. Um, and also the chemistry that he's already built up with Trubisky in one year is is telling. I mean, he, Miller saw three or more targets in 10 games last year. Um and he also managed to catch over 75% of the targets that came his way. If he can increase his targets and his receptions, I see him having around the same sort of touchdowns this year, um, but with more receptions. I mean, in PPR, you're, you're laughing, really, aren't you? Yeah. But he, the offense, I mean, Nagy is a good offensive mind. Um, and he, he's shown that last year. Um, the supporting cast around him is much improved. I mean, it was good last year, but you add David, David Montgomery to that. You've got Tariq Cohen here is just an absolute wild card. He can do ridiculous things all over the field. Trubisky, I, I like him a lot. I think he's going to take that next step, which a lot of 
quarterbacks do in their third year. Robinson, who is who is the wide receiver one and will will get a lot of the, the attention in terms of wide receivers. And then Trey Burton, who disappointed quite a lot in terms of fantasy at least. And I, I, I see him taking a step forward because he's shown that he's a good tight end. I mean, he won a, a Super Bowl. Yeah, and you know, tight ends take a little while to acclimatise to their new systems. It's it's the hardest position to learn for a team because you have to do both roles. So obviously not offense and defense, but you have to pass, protect, block, yeah. catch. So it, it's going to take him a little while to get up to speed. But like you said, he won a Super Bowl. The Eagles liked him. The Bears liked him enough to trade for big money. So I think yeah, they yeah they put a lot of money into him. I think he's going to step forward this year. And then I was a slight talk on Alan Robinson. You mentioned he's the one. Do you think there's? Do you think there's a chance Anthony Miller ends the season as the one over in Chicago? I generally do. Yeah, because last year he's shown that he can he can get in the, in the end zone. But and he is a big play player. He he averages twelve. He averaged twelve point eight yards per reception. Now, granted, that will be bolstered because it was only thirty three receptions, but he he has the skill set. He is a good, he's fast, he's a good route runner, he's good in the end zone. And at least to begin the season, he's not going to be the guy that people are paying attention to. It's going to be Robinson. But he has all the skills, in my eyes, to take over from Robinson. Robinson's shown in 2015 that he can be a legit wide receiver. But what, I mean, he's been injured, granted, but what has he really shown since then? I mean, last year... Last year wasn't a bad year by any means, but I just don't see him as a true wide receiver one. What I see more than likely for these two is that it will be a 1A and 1B because they are both good wide receivers. They're on a good offense and I think they will they will bounce off each other well. And Rather than one dominating the other, I think you can probably more than likely see the two of them dominating together. Which is only good for fantasy because it means although points will be split, they'll both be relevant. So it's always good when two wide receivers on the same. Look at the Rams; they've got three wide receivers who absolutely smash it every year. So they got three, arguably, well, not even arguably, they got three top twenty-four wide receivers, and they've shown that they're top twenty-four wide receivers. And look how good they still do for fantasy. Yep. I mean, I'm going to put it out there and say Cooper Cup is the number one fantasy receiver on that side this year. I'm just, and I am going to agree with you. And if you 100%. if you want a reason why, head over and read my article that came out today <laughs> because it's a good. I loved writing it, and it's been loaded into the site for ages. But because we've had other stuff come in that's been more relevant time-wise, I've had to put that out first. But today there was nothing scheduled, so I stuck my Cooper Cup article out there, and it's a good one. So head over to fiveyardrush.co.uk and have a listen. I think that's going to do it, Ash. That's five players, all wide receivers. It was good chat, man. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it. It was the wide receiver sleeper show. Exactly that. <laughs> that might even be the title for the article that comes out after the podcast. Right, sir. How's your first appearance been? I have enjoyed it massively. Good. It was, I was I was a, a tad nervous to begin with. Like I say, it's the first first podcast I've done, but no, really enjoyed it. I had a, a good time, good chat, and I'm looking forward to listening to myself. <laughs> 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 well, uh, let, let me tell you from this end of the of the headphones or microphone, I think you did remarkably well, sir. And you. you will definitely be coming back on. You've booked yourself a return journey, so you can take that to heart and uh, sleep well on that this evening. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Do you want to let Rush Nation know where they can find you on Twitter and where your articles go? Yes. So you can find me at addicted2, the number two, underscore FF. Um, on Twitter and my articles are on the Five Yard Rush website. I have had five so far and all being well, one more coming up soon. It better be soon because... Uh, <laughs> it will be soon, don't worry. <laughs> excellent news. Rush Nation, I've got some exciting news. It comes from Botswana and that is the big man is back. Tomorrow, 24 hours time, he's going to be in your ear holes. He's coming back. I cannot wait. Murphy, if you listen to this, I've missed you, mate. Your stand-ins have been superb, but there's nothing quite like you and me chewing the cud. Can't wait for me, you and Ash, to spit one day, all three at the same time. But, Ash, appreciate you coming on, mate. I will speak to you real soon. Murph, I will chat to you tomorrow. And then Rush Nation, as always, until tomorrow, don't forget, 
be rushing. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.